You're listening to Season 2, Episode 11 of the Fly the W Podcast. This is Buck O'Neill and Ernie Banks. Happy uh, Super Bowl Sunday morning as Crowley and I have a uh, early edition of a uh, recording of Episode number 11. All right, Crowley, before we get into the Cubs, uh, who's your pick for the Super Bowl? Okay, uh, I have no real dog in this fight, but <laughs> but there are three people that really kind of mean a lot to me that are rooting for the Chiefs. The Red Baron, Rick Sutcliffe, our guest today on Fly the W, Bob Kendrick down in Kansas City, and then finally Scotty Chingone. He is a... Um, He's one of the best cameramen out in Marquee. He's a huge Chiefs fan. So because of that, I'm pulling Chiefs. You know who else is a huge uh, Chiefs fan? A uh, big part of the Cubs. Do you know who that is? Who's coaching that? Coaching staff. I'll, I'll, we'll play a little game here. I'll, coaching staff. Remember the coaching staff. Big Chiefs fan. Big Chiefs fan. Wouldn't be Ross. Hadavi, Tommy? Tommy Hadavi. Huge Chiefs fan. Yep, I am also uh, pulling for the Chiefs, and I think the Chiefs will win a really, really – Good Super Bowl, but that's not why you're here. You're here to uh, listen and hopefully download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to our podcast and to follow all the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter and Instagram, and Fly the W on Facebook, or email us at flythew670 at gmail.com. All right, Crowley, before we get into a uh, little Buck O'Neill, a little Ernie Banks, um, let's talk about the Cubs pitching staff. They had an addition since the last time you and I got together, Michael Fulmer joining our Cubs. Yeah. Um, you know, Jed's been saying for a while that the Cubs wanted to add some more veteran bullpen depth. They got along. Yeah. A lot of young guys there. And that's what he did on Friday by adding righty Mikey, Michael Fulmer. Uh, you remember Fulmer, he was the American league rookie of the year in 2016, but that was as a starter. So injuries have caused him to kind of transition into a bullpen role. And in 2023, so far in his career, uh, 115 career relief appearances. He's logged in a 298 ERA playing with both the Tigers and the Twins. Uh, 339 ERA with 61 strikeouts, 28 walks, and 63 and two-thirds innings last season. So good pickup, right? Um, I know some Cub fans' hearts were broken when um, Andrew Chafin, the lefty, the sheriff, uh, he signs with the Arizona Diamondbacks. But you do, you know, this kind of adds to the signing that Jed made in December of Brad Boxberger from Milwaukee. So you see those two guys as being the veteran presence in the bullpen. So with this move, Dustin, the pitching staff is starting to look clear as far as what you see. So just to remind our listeners, you have a 26-man roster from opening day through August 31st and during the postseason. Teams are limited to carrying 13 pitchers during this time. And then, of course, from September 1st to the end, you can add two more players, um, one of them being a pitcher. So 13 pitchers to make the staff. So, Dustin, fair to say we know four solid locks in the rotation, correct? Yes. I think that's, I think that's pretty safe to say. And as we get into those four, go ahead, give us the four. You got Marcus Stroman, Jamison Tyone, Drew Smiley, and Justin Steele. Now, the question is that fifth rotation spot. That's up for grab, and there's a few strong candidates looking to make their case in spring training starting this Wednesday when pitchers and catchers report. Love it. Uh, the candidates. Crawley's first <laughs> holiday of the season. Oh, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting closer. So who do we got? We're, we're taking a look for that fifth starter spot. You got Keegan Thompson. 
He appeared in 29 games, started in 17. Uh, would have been more. He had a, a little injury issue in April and also one at the end of the season. Um, but but he was, you know, that he did really good while he was in there. Uh, our favorite, Dustin, Adrian Sampson, the bulldog who just goes in there and gets it done somehow, some way. 21 games he appeared in last year. He started in 19. Dustin's personal favorite, Hayden Wesniski. Was nasty. Appeared in six games, started in four. You have Javier Assad, who appeared in nine games and started in eight. And then Adbert Alzali was injured most of the season. He appeared in six games, but it wasn't until the second half of September. He did not start any. So looking at those names, I mean, you know, you got a couple of young guys in there. Adrian Sampson's the veteran of that group. Um, and I'm going to be 100 – you know, I see Javier Assad starting in AAA. I don't see him making the team – um, the big question, I guess, for me, right, is Adbert Alzali. We just talked about Michael Fulmer and how he started out as a rookie of the year as a starter, but, you know, injuries kind of derailed him and he ended up in a bullpen role. To me, I'm kind of just thinking that Adbert Alzali is a guy that I could potentially see making that same transition. And he's got some, especially, if, you know, you, you got to understand, pitchers have to kind they can't go all out because they have to try to make it five, six, seven innings, right? But when you only have to pitch one, maybe two innings, you can crank it up a lot more. So I think Adbert's an interesting candidate for the closer's job. Wow, really? I do. Wow. He's got some wicked stuff. And I, now, and Crowley, I, looking, looking at the bullpen, there, there is a huge glaring need and issue, and, and kind of the staff overall. And that's the left-handed pitching, right? Right. I mean, they, they right now, this bullpen – has one one left-handed pitcher, right? Yeah. Brandon I, Hughes, they have one I, lefty. I mean, is Brandon uh, Hughes going to pitch every single day? Well, is he going to make an appear? right? I mean, and what am I missing here? Well, as far as the bullpen, yeah, it looks like one lefty. And so, right. so these- that's what I'm worried about with Justin Steele, okay? I'm worried that they may feel that they've got to take a guy who's maybe on the edge in their mind, like a Samson and West Nesty, West Newski, um, and put them into the starting rotation and have Steele in the bullpen because of the, the lack of lefties. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to tell you right now, Justin Steele, if you were to, to you know, kind of start your rotation, however, you know, he may be, quote unquote, penciled in as your fourth starter, right? So you're going to have Jameson Tyone's a veteran. Marcus Stroman, obviously, was the big signing last year. Um, and, and, and Drew Smiley had a great season. But if you're asking me, there's a guy that could turn into a number one because right now, just looking at it, I don't see a number one ace starter. No. No. But I take a look at Justin Steele and I say to myself, with what that kid did last year, he, he you know, he's one of those guys that if we're talking about the Cubs making the postseason, it's because it, one of the reasons would be Justin Steele taking that next step. Had and a so there's year. Yep. right mm-hmm. no way he makes it into the bullpen. I think a lot of these guys have pretty even splits. They're not guys that you know tend to get out righties more than lefties and vice versa. They're they're pretty even all in all. Which I think once you started to see that rule where you had to pitch to minimum three batters, you start to see less and less of those specialty guys that are you know you know, you got a lefty in there to face the lefties, you know, you, you see less of that because you can't just have them in for one batter, you know, to get out that tough lefty. You got to sit there and be able to get lefties and righties out. And so the loogie, um, 
that that's kind of starting to go extinct a little bit. So I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. So I, I would say, you know, when you look at those guys that we mentioned, Keegan, Adrian, Hayden, Javier, like I said, thinking in the, in the, uh, minors to start but i think whichever of those pitchers gets the fifth starter the rest of these guys are going to make their way into the bullpen as multiple inning piggyback style relievers and that's how that's how keegan started last year until injuries required him to um take a more of a starting role adrian sampson as well so those are guys that you know as we talk about only going through the rotation three times in the order you know you could easily have Hayden Wesneski, Adrian Sampson, Keegan Thompson take three innings. So, I mean, if a starter goes four or five innings and those guys can maybe go three, four, you may only need two guys in the bullpen, you know what I mean? Or, I mean, use two guys out of the, uh, in your pitching staff on any given day. All right. Two more questions for you. Let's, let's go back. You mentioned his name and, and we're all a little disappointed because he's such a fun guy, but Andrew Chafin. Now, supposedly he wanted, a two-year deal. The Cubs only wanted to do a one-year deal. But as I look at the report, okay, he got 6.25 with a team option for 2024. The Cubs couldn't have done that? I mean, yeah, I, I just, I, that, it just doesn't seem like a deal that the Cubs could not have done. It, it's it's interesting. Uh, you know, the reason the Fulmer and, and Chafin signed so late, it just looks like the reliever market just kind of cratered. You know what I mean? Those guys mm-hmm. were expecting a lot more and teams weren't willing to do it. Um, could the Cubs have done it? You know, have to take a look again at where they stand because I did not do that after the Fulmer signing. Um, they're going to have to kind of make a decision on where they are in the middle of the season, if they're going to be buyers or sellers. And if they are going to be buyers, you want to be able to have a little bit of money, um, you know, in, in reserve, just in case that happens. So, you know, I think with Chafin, you know, didn't he, I believe he started, he was with the diamondbacks before he was with the Cubs, if memory serves me correctly. So I would, if you want to check that for me, but um, you know, I think, I think that, you know, we'll, yeah, we'll he's see. reuniting. He's reuniting with them. Yes, that's it's, a, that's a what I that he's, so. It's a team that he's been with before. Yep. So mm-hmm. it may, you know, we don't know that he, they did or didn't offer him, and maybe he just felt more comfortable going to Arizona. Maybe they didn't offer him anything. I don't know. Um, but I, I think that whole righty lefty thing is, is not going to be a big a deal as we see. So all right, we'll have to keep an eye on that one. I'm just concerned that they're super duper right-handed. Also, one more guy I want to talk to you about, pitching wise. What are your expectations with Kyle Hendricks? I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm he's a starter. Honest. He's not I, a bullpen I'm, guy, right? right? He's not. He's not a guy who's going to come out of the bullpen. He's either going to start, or he's not going to be with the team. I'm nervous. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I am nervous about um, his health. He is a guy that clearly, you know, he, you know, he, he's never relied on. Um, on heat, you know, being to overpower guys. It's always been about deception. But but the important thing is that he has enough heat on that fastball that it differentiates from the off-speed pitches. And so it, it's this is the first time that we're seeing this. They gave him the rest of the season off, didn't force him back to give him time to recover as much as he needs. I mean, from the sounds of things, I don't see him even coming back until after the All-Star break. So you know, I would say wow, that wow, not till after the All Star break. That would that would be my guess. Now I'm not. I don't have the medicals in front of me, but but you know, it didn't sound like he was thrown off a mound yet, even, right? Right. And that was in January. So when you're talking right. about January and you're not thrown off the mound, you're talking about okay, you're gonna have to build that up. 
you're going to have, and again, they're taking it slow is what they said. They're going to have to build that up. He's going to have to have minor league stints before he's ready. I mean, I just, I, I, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. And and we're going to have a lot of guys that are out there in Arizona watch, and I'm going to go out to Arizona myself and see what I can see and, and, you know, report back to, to, to you guys and, and see what I see. But no, I, I, you know, I'd be, if he comes back before the all-star game, great, but easily not coming back the first two months, maybe he comes back in June. And if not, then you're in July when the all-star game plays. So I am not a hundred percent and you never know with setbacks or anything like that. So I'm not holding my breath for Kyle to make a return. I, I, if he comes and he's effective, absolutely awesome. But I, you know, I think the Cubs and you can see it by the way that they've loaded up their rotation that they're, they're not, hundred percent certain he'll be back. So you're not relying, you're not sitting here going, you know, I'm not talking, you know, going back to the days of 2004 and 2005 and, Oh, you know, if wood and, and prior are healthy, we're not worried about if, 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 if Kyle is healthy, if Kyle is healthy and he's hundred percent, then Kyle's an asset to any team and he's going to be great with the Cubs and it would be as a starter, but, but they're not relying on it. They're not counting on that at all. Right. Well, we're going to have Tommy Hadovy on pretty early in the week next week. So hopefully that's something that he can shed a little bit of light on for us. We went over the starters. We kind of talked about the guys that would take the multi-inning roles. We do want to look a little bit here at the other guys in the bullpen, the short inning, high leverage situations. A couple names we just want our listeners to kind of be aware of. Jeremiah Estrada. He's been on the program. Flamethrower. He appeared in five games last season, but he threw two of the fastest pitches of any Cubs uh, reliever. And you also have Julian Merriweather. Remember, the Cubs picked him up off waivers uh, from Toronto. Michael Rucker appeared in 41 games with the Cubs last season. And then Brandon Hughes. Remember Brandon Hughes? It gets overlooked sometime um, when he ended up, uh, he made his debut the same time as Christopher Morrell. And, you know, Brandon Hughes was phenomenal last season, his first year in the bigs. And you saw he became a really trusted name that, that David Ross leaned on out of the bullpen. Well, and that's your lefty option right now, right? That, right. That, that, I mean, he's, he's got to make the team. He's going to oh, be part of it. He's absolutely, absolutely making the team. And then, surprisingly enough, Rowan Wick is the veteran of the bullpen. He's been with the Cubs since 2019. So when you take a look at possible closers, Dustin, when we look at possible closers for this team, you're looking at, I would say, Rowan Wick, Brandon Hughes, and like I said, my dark horse candidate, Adbert Alzali. Wow. Well, we'll keep an eye on that. Let's make sure we mark the tape because that uh, you could be uh, a little uh, schwamious and uh, we'll see uh, we'll see how that plays out. But really curious for the uh, our listeners to the podcast. Let us know who do you see as a uh, bullpen uh, lock, maybe a, a lockdown guy in the in the eighth and ninth inning. Don't forget you can uh, reach out to us and uh, email us or hit us up on the social medias.